Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I am Anthony Toshi, joined yeah, as are. always by Sean DePaz. Shane Diefenbach is going to be joining us from DFA yeah, in a minute, but it is time to meet us on Mill, and for the first time in a long time, it feels like a real celebration. Real, duh, that's a capital W because duh. ASU basketball got a massive conference dub over Utah, sixty-seven to fifty-nine. Des Cambridge, Warren Washington came to eat on a senior night. We're gonna get to them. We're gonna get to the rest of the seniors as well. Sean, yep, it was a banger of a game that ASU delivered. Down the stretch. Yeah, man. It was the, like I said, like you said, like we talked about during the game. This is the first time in a little bit that they have won, and it felt like they were the better of two good teams. Mm-hmm. Like they outplayed another team that was playing good basketball. Um, and that that's super reassuring. That's something I've been I've been waiting for for a little bit. Um, but it it was a, a game that, you know, if you told me that they were in a dogfight like this before. Today, before the game, I probably would have thought they would have lost it. Um, yeah. So th- this did a lot for me to restore confidence. Um, and man, they were just—it was just a good. It was a good game, almost yeah. all the way through. Even even though parts of it weren't beautiful, it was still felt like a, a good, complete game. Yeah, I think you get to the the part about how there were, I guess, instances in the game where it didn't feel like it was great. For me, it felt great pretty much from start to finish. I know the offense, again, didn't really come to play, but that's all credit to Utah, Mm -hmm. right? Utah is a really, really strong defensive team. They brought it up on the broadcast multiple times. Both of these teams, I want to say, are both within the top 10 on a national scale of defensive field goal percentage. So that goes a long way, not to mention it's a conference game against a team in Utah, which we've talked about, is very similar to Arizona State in the way they have their highs and they have their lows. But something that we've touched on a lot over the course of the last month or so when it comes to ASU basketball postgame shows is just what this team does in the last five minutes Mm -hmm. of the game, right? Because we know the Sun Devils aren't a huge blow teams out of the water kind of squad. So you look at what this team specifically did in the last three minutes of this game, right? ASU went on a 7-0 run over the last 48 seconds. They went on a 12-2 run over the last two minutes and 19 seconds. They made seven of their last nine field goals, mm-hmm. and then defensively, they held Utah to just one of their last seven, oh, of their last five. Sean, Arizona State, are they back? Are they ready to make a run? <laughs> are they ready to make a run? Pump the brakes. Are they ready to make a run? <laughs> Pump the brakes, bud. Look, man, I, Warren with 18, yeah, Dez no, with 15, Depp with 14. I, I hear you really, like... I, this, to me, this was the perfect response. This is exactly what you needed coming off of last game. Yeah, because it was it was every it was everything this game was to like a little bit of a lesser extent. Like it, the season was kind of on the line. You get you were in a close game late, and what did ASU do? They the like I said, the moment was too big for them. They went the last three minutes, fifty seconds, I believe, without scoring a bucket, and it was it was awful. Now you're in essentially the same situation, a team that you're relatively close, like in the context of the Pac-12. Cl- Similar to, yeah. Um, it was a it was a dogfight. 
you were down at half, um, all of those things. And and the C- if the season was on the line the last game, it was, it was damn for sure, for sure on the line in this game. Um, and they they were the one that held the other team scoreless late in the game. They, despite being down just a point, but being down at half, had the stronger second half. Shane tweeted out this dad about their 13 assists to their in the second half to their three in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was on the line and they showed up this time. And that, that is all you can ask for. It is, I'm not ready to say that they're they're poised to make a deep run in the Pac-12 tournament yet. Um, but this was everything you needed to get you in that position. Like this was everything you could ask for. I mean, obviously you would have loved to blow them out, but Utah is, is a solid team. You weren't going to blow this team out. Um, this was everything you could have asked for, mm-hmm. um, especially coming off of last game. Yeah, absolutely. Joe in the chat, two of the next three, please. Hey, that would go a long way, <laughs> especially long way. if two of the next three are the next two yeah. that you have, right? I'll Obviously, the Sun Devils have a little bit of a break now before we get to next Saturday's giant game on the road against Arizona. And for the second time this season, ASU with a little bit of a break. Before they play the Wildcats, I don't know if Hurley would have liked that or doesn't. We've heard in the past how he would rather them just kind of carry on. Uh, But we'll see how this team and if this team is able to carry momentum from this big win on senior night and see if it translates against the Wildcats down in Tucson. Let's get to the numbers of tonight's game. Guys. 67-59 67-59 is the most important number you're going to see. Same score as the, as the Colorado game, just numbers flipped. Love it. Absolutely love it. Neither one of these teams shot great from the field tonight. Utah did shoot a tad better, 38.3% to ASU's 36.9%. The three-point shooting percentage, 24% for the Utes, 20% for ASU, and that got kind of inflated there yeah. down the stretch because with a couple minutes left, I looked to Sean, and ASU was only shooting 8% from behind the arc, but they ended up getting it done. You look at the rebounding numbers. The Sun was getting out-rebounded 45-30. to 30. And, Sean, this is the number that sticks out. 17 turnovers for Utah, just five for ASU. Yeah, man. I mean, it was... It was... it was That number could have gone one of two ways because had they lost this game, you look, you're sitting there and being like, how do you triple up the other team <laughs> in turnovers and lose the game? Um, but they didn't. And obviously the rebounding numbers were lopsided in the other direction. Um, but honestly, to me, what stands out is, like you mentioned, those the the, the three-point percentage and the, uh, the shooting percentage in general evened out a lot more. But there was a point in the second half where we were looking – they were shooting 8% from three. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there being like, this, this is bad. Um, but getting back to my point earlier about how they – as opposed to last game, they showed up in big moments. It got late in the game, and they were hitting their shots. They were hitting tough shots. Um, and that's why that number, those numbers ended up balancing out a little more because ASU, late in the game when it mattered most, was the better team. Um, and that's obviously why they ended up winning the game. So that 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 is really encouraging to me. Um, when you put it in the context of what those numbers looked like just a little earlier in the game. Yeah, this was. I don't want to say it was a tale of two halves because I think both teams did play stingy defense from start yeah. to finish. But I mean, it 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 was though. It, I mean, like, it was for offensively. Yes, for offensively it was. I will say, and they brought it up on the broadcast, right? I think ASU had only just a handful of assists going into halftime. And you look at the way that this Utah team has played through the first 27 games and change on the season, right? ASU or Utah 17 and 0 this season at the half when they've led. 0 and 10 when they've trailed yeah. at the half. So for the first time all season long, Utah drops a game when they are leading at the half. That's huge for Hurley. That's yeah. huge for these guys. Um, before we get into bottle service. 
talking about the seniors tonight, right? Mm. Or at least players that were honored on senior night because DJ Horn, Warren Washington, Devin Cambridge, well, they were all honored in some way tonight. But they all do have technically a year left of eligibility. From my understanding, it's still a TBD on yeah. if those guys want to come back, if they want to transfer, or if they just want to move on professionally yeah. because something that's not talked about, I feel like enough with these COVID seasons is the timer on their professional careers is taking yeah, for sure. just a little bit, right? Specifically, you look at Warren. That's a very good point. Um, and Warren came here because of the Cambridge brothers. He came here because he wanted to play with the Cambridge brothers. You look, Dez is obviously gone. I think whatever decision Dev makes, I think you could probably see Warren, Warren make as yeah. well. So that's going to that's gonna be real interesting to see. Yeah. Um, for you, from the seniors, obviously Warren, obviously Dez. I do want to get into DJ a little bit because he did have a little bit of an off-night shooting, but he did have some clutch moments, I would say, defensively, and then also at the charity stripe down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, DJ, he was, he was a plus six. Like, and ultimately, if you're if you're not going, that's kind of been my thing, right? It's particularly with Alonzo Gaffney, I've mentioned a lot of times, I don't see the value of anything he hurts. If you're not going to really produce offensively, at least show up defensively. Um, and again, it wasn't a defensive performance that you necessarily see on the stat sheet, um, but... He, he did show up defensively, and he was a plus six. He ultimately did not have a negative impact on the game. Um, and I think that's all you can ask for. Um, and, I mean, yeah. I don't, he, he just played non-negative like non-negative minutes. Yeah. Big free throws late in the game, if I remember correctly, or later in the game. Um, but he... he that's all you could ask for. <laughs> I, especially with Warren going off, like... It, DJ is probably not also going to go yeah. off. Um, so just be being having a positive impact on the game, I'll take it. And Sean, you won some money tonight. Oh, I did ASU. win some money. I did win some money. Did not win any money on Syracuse. I also bet on them, but you know, hey. one school's a school of winners, one's a school of losers. Very and true. You can Very look true. at the scoreboards on ESPN to figure out who's who. Um, but yes, I bet on the Arizona State money line because it was always Arizona. Tough thing State to do, though. Line. Tough thing. Tough to thing do. to do. But I believed. I believed and. Like you said, I want me some money. Guys, if you believe in making money, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. Sean, do you have a DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? Damn straight I do. What do we got? Manny Wilkins oh and the St. Louis Battlehawks in their first game of the season <laughs> in the XFL. St. Louis Battlehawks. Minus three, Kaka is the law. <laughs> Did Battle you? Hawk on. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, give me Damian Lillard to <laughs> win the three-point contest. Boring. It's not that boring. You XFL. get it at plus money. Get Dame to win the three-point contest plus money. I'll absolutely take it, guys. Those are our DraftKings Sportsbook picks of the week. And while you're making those bets, how about you get yourself a nice ice-cold brew? Yeah. A nice ice cold brew. I know we're going to be going golfing tomorrow morning. We're going to yes, be sir. partaking in some ice cold brews, but not just any ice cold brews. The only ice cold brew that you should be partaking in. It's Four Peaks ice cold brew. Um, <laughs> and if speed and adrenaline are your thing, well, do I have the offer for you? Um, because the Beer Can Derby is on February 25th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. You pick up a kit and you can pick it up right now. Um, and you make a car out of a, out of a beer can. So if you want to show us that you have the fastest beer can in the Valley, sign up through fourpeaks.com slash events. 
As always, you must be 21 or older to enjoy. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Nothing like I, I love four pieces. There's something like it's like drinking four pieces at a baseball game. Like it just makes it taste even that much better. I feel like drinking something four pieces at a golf course. Mm. Ooh, we. That's gonna be the be- that might be the best beer of my life. <laughs> hey, saying. it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Let's get into bottle service, Sean. Who are we taking tonight? Oh, I wonder who it's going to. Uh, maybe the tall man himself, Warren Uppies. Washington. Uh, yeah, he's a dog. Eighteen points and efficient. Eighteen point yeah. seven for nine. From the field and four blocks, four rebounds as well, I believe. He was the best player on the court for ASU tonight. Um, Kevin Durant who? Yeah, for real. He was hitting some mid-range shots that we (laughs) didn't really know he had. um, And it was nice to see. Um, You know, I think this. we talk so much about the importance of DJ and Dez Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. But we forget, and we've seen it, I think, once or twice this year. Um, that that Warren has the capability of taking over a game, yep. if, especially if the matchup is right. Um, and you saw that tonight. Um, so that, that's that's encouraging that you have you're, you're, you see that you have that third option offensively. Um, he was he was a dog. Tonight. Let's let's be real. Warren Washington was the best player on the court tonight. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, he was dominant in the paint. He was an efficient shooter. He had some phenomenal passes. Um, yeah, man. his court vision. His court vision was, for being was dude absolutely is crazy. Great. And again, there's no better time for him to have this than on senior night, mm-hmm. than against a team like the Utah Utes, who current or not currently, but at the time had the number four seed going into the Pac-12 tournament. Obviously, ASU has overtaken them because they have that tiebreaker, which is huge, and we'll get into that just a little bit later. But Warren Washington was a dog. Yes, is he the guy that needs to be the key offensive focal point against a U of A? against a UCLA and USC? Or do you think at this point, now those teams realize just how dominant Warren can be, and they just, they're like, okay, we're going to make sure that Warren doesn't eat, and you leave Des in one-on-one situation. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at U of A specifically, it's tough because that's not a team you want to get into a battle of the front courts with. Um, uh, They have the best front court in the country, top. Three at least forward in the country and is jealous to Azulas to Bellis. Um, and Umar Balo is just a big body. Um, so that's not necessarily a team I want to get into a, uh, like I said, a battle of the front courts with, especially with how inconsistent their guards can be at times. But, mm-hmm. um, in general, for sure, I mean, you really just, it really obviously just depends on the matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think so often this season you have seen that regardless of the matchup, it's got to be Desert DJ or else you're not getting anything. Um, so I, like I said, I think in the right situation, um, he is certainly that. He certainly can be that guy, specifically because he's so efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's obviously something that ASU has struggled with a lot, specifically from behind the arc. Um, and the biggest one of the bigger criticisms that I've had is that they shoot a lot of threes and they just keep shooting them even though they're missing them. Maybe switch it up, give it the ball to Warren down low, especially like I said, especially if he's this efficient. Um, yeah. So like I, I think it's just it depends on the matchup, depends on the game, but. It's like I said, just a nice option to have. He's like a seven foot point guard at times, which <laughs> is great to see. Uh, moving outside of Warren Washington, you look at the Cambridge brothers. Neither one of them shot particularly well mm-hmm. in that first half, but they came within a point of making us do double tequila shots. Um, yeah. Dez finishing with 15, seven of 16 from the field. He had four steals, four assists, and three boards. So he definitely stuffed the stat sheet tonight. And then you look at Devin Cambridge, he was an efficient shooter as well, six of nine shooting two of two from behind the arc. He is actually responsible for two of ASU's three three-pointers that they ended up making. Yeah. Um, and then he had six boards 
in a steal himself. What did you see from the Cambridge brothers tonight? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 first, Dez, just he's a big shot taker and a big shot maker. Um, he, I don't know if there's much more to say than that. Like, yeah, you, not the most efficient night, like you said, seven for 16, but um, and only one for eight from behind the arc, but he hit big shots when they mattered. Yeah. Um, and that's all you can ask for him. And then Dev is just, he's always just like that nice little cherry on top to have. Um, he led the, the team in plus minus at plus 10. You mentioned how efficient he was two for two from behind the arc. Like you're, you, you're not getting that every night. And yeah. when you do, it is, it is very nice. And ASU becomes a very hard team to beat. Um, so it, it's just them putting in, putting up such valuable minutes. I mean, Des himself was also plus nine. So they were, they led the team for them to put in valuable minutes. Like I said, a big thing for me is just, you not having a negative impact on the game, them being the team leaders in plus minus, um, especially from Dev, because you're not always getting scoring from him. As long as he can be, have a positive impact in the game, you'll take that every time, and that's what you got tonight. Yeah, a nice little cherry on top for ASU fans as well is ASU is 13-0 and when Devin Cambridge is in double figures. We talked about it. He dropped 14 points tonight. This is what Dev had to say post-game about ASU being undefeated when he hits double figures. You know, I emphasize that in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's ha I'm happy. I'm happy we made that. We made that happen on senior night. You know, um, I think my freshman year we lost. Uh, like our seniors lost. We had like six seniors. And they lost on their senior night, and it was it was sad. So, you know, we had to come out today and, and handle business. You know, I think everybody wants to win. Everybody made that a statement. You know, our last home game. So, you know, I'm very, I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely huge to get yeah. that on and, senior night. I mean, you could just see just in like that video that they seem looser. And yeah. I feel like that's something you haven't really seen over the last few games, even the ones they were winning. Um, I feel like this win, because it was a, a, a win that felt good, took a lot of weight off of their shoulders. Yeah. Um, which it's pretty I, pretty valuable going into this last stretch of games. So um, it, was, it was nice to see them kind of laughing a little bit. Yeah, right. God, we could we could just continue that <laughs> honestly down the stretch. Just get on a little bit of a run, a little bit of a run. That would be nice, right? Because this is a team that we've talked about what they did in non-conference play, how it was hot. It was a tough team to stop because that defense was there every night. You get a little bit of offense sprinkled in there, and they're definitely a team worth like of notoriety, yeah. right? Because those are teams that are difficult to stop. Teams that have offense, even in spurts. But that play top five, top ten defense every single night, and that's what you get with ASU. You saw it just in the second half, right? Utah's not a pushover team. They've got some no. guys that are definitely um, capable of making big bodies. Some on they, that do. Team. they do. They do have some big bodies. But it didn't matter, no. right? Because yeah. down the stretch, Frankie Collins, who we haven't talked about tonight, was absolutely a floor general. He out was there. awesome, yeah. He got Warren, he got DJ, he got Dev, he got everybody some easy buckets, and they brought it up on the broadcast. Just down the stretch, a guy that we talked about his growth yeah. throughout the season, right? Because he started off the season. If you watched game one versus, what, game 20-something that we're on now, mm -hmm. it looks like a completely different player. He 100%. was taking shots every other possession, yeah. night one, night two. Now you've got a guy who... I feel like he goes and gets a bucket when ASU needs it most, but his main priority is simply to get other guys involved, and that's exactly yeah. what he did tonight with five assists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. I think it took him some time to kind of find himself and figure out his role in this team, um, and in in part for other people too, right? It took Des a second to figure out that he was the guy on this team, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you definitely have seen the growth, and you, we've known he has this kind of – 
I think court vision and stuff like that. But like you mentioned, the big thing was the shot selection or the maybe over willingness to take shots that he uh-huh. probably shouldn't have been taking, um, especially from behind the arc. And you didn't see that. He didn't take a single three. And like you mentioned, went two for three from the field. Um, it, 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 I, like you said, he found himself, I feel like. And obviously everything is, is always up in the air with the transfer portal. But I, he, it seems like ASU has himself as a point guard for the future here. Um, yeah. Because he definitely made other guys better. Uh, you saw it late in the game, what a setup he had to Warren. Like it, he was he was putting guys in position to succeed. And that's what this team, I think, was lacking for a little bit is a guy who was doing that, who was not playing one-on-one and was trying to keep this team playing as a team. Um, and Frankie's done that. Yeah. He's done that recently. Absolutely. We've talked a lot about Warren Washington tonight. Warren Washington tonight in the impact that he had. This is what Warren had to say post-game about his night in ASU's big win. I feel like it's a, it's a perfect opportunity. Um, just as far as what we've done on the road so far, I feel like it's also a good uh, boost of confidence because I feel like we're road warriors and uh, we could take uh, care of business on, on the road. So I'm excited. These three games are going to be fun and uh, buckle up because it's definitely going to be a ride. Roller. What is? Do you know off the top of your head ASU's road record? Oh, off the top of my head? Because <laughs> I, I, it doesn't feel like it's good. Right? Uh, give me but a the second. road no. warriors, apparently, yeah. according to Noah. That was the ASU is currently I mean, early on, on the road. They're, they're six and four on the road. So uh, they're better at home. Uh, okay. Interesting statement. But I mean, <laughs> um, shit, it's a, it'll be a good time to be road warriors. <laughs> or you, neutral site warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, it, again, I think you've seen in these videos that, that they feel a little loose, which is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't want to say I would be worried if I was UCLA or ASU, but I think I feel like this team has kind of gotten to a point where they almost, despite the fact that they do have a lot to lose, almost feels like they have nothing to lose. Because I think after the Colorado game, everyone was like, well, season's over. It's Pac-12 championship or bust. So now they're I've, I've, it feels like they're playing almost a little more free. Um and man, yeah, like I said, if there's going to be a time for you to be Road Warriors, it's it is right now. Yeah, MC in the chat. This is Frankie's squad going forward after the season. Hand him the keys to recruit and load the team. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think Frankie Collins is only going to get better with another offseason under his belt. Again, the I think the verdict is kind of out on Hurley. You got half half fans want him to stay, and you got half fans that are ready to to pretty much just sign the buyout and let him go. The thing that Sean and I were talking a little bit about before we got live here is I do believe that he's got a couple years left on his contract. Obviously, he's been here now for, I want to say, eight seasons. So it's interesting because there are guys like Warren Washington, Devin Cambridge, and um, I'm blanking on one, and DJ Horn, mm-hmm. right, that came to Arizona State with Hurley in the driver's seat recruiting yeah. him. So with that extra year of eligibility, it's interesting because if, as an athletic program, you do decide to move on from Bobby Hurley, in the era that we're currently in of college athletes and the transfer portal, I would assume that you lose Devin Cambridge, DJ Horn, and Warren Washington. And that's just guys with one year left of LA. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like with the way college basketball is, or college sports in general, you have to assume you're going to lose everybody. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something to consider. But at the same time, it is they that, that's a two-way street. Like You couldn't easily rebuild the program with the right coach pretty quickly yeah. through the transfer portal. So um, it is obviously a, a little bit of a... You know, pro and con that all ads have to go through with this kind of thing, um, but uh, I don't want to read into it too much. That's my thing. I don't. I don't. 
just enjoy the dub. I'll just enjoy the dub. And I think uh, the way I want to view it, at least, is that this is just guys being safe, right? Knowing yeah. that, you know, there's a chance that Bobby gets fired. I want to be able to celebrate this with my, my teammates here before I move on, if that is the case. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it necessarily means anybody is like, oh, this is my last season here. I'm moving on regardless. Um, so you just got to enjoy the ride. You know, um, a Pac-12 tournament, I think, would, could change people's minds if they are thinking about leaving or thinking about firing Bobby Hurley. So go win that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, there's no better place to enjoy an ASU win than illegal Pete's, That's guys. Fact. All the drinks, all the food, all the vibes at their mill location. Try out an illegal Pete's coin premium or frozen margarita. Stop by for happy hour 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. every day. But just because happy hour is over doesn't mean you can't go have a happy hour at Illegal Pete's. Guys, check it out. You're going to leave full. You're going to leave happy. And because it's a dub tonight, you're going to leave extra happy. Mm, extra mm, happy. Mm, extra happy. Um, and they have some sweet merch. Mm. We saw a t-shirt that we might be getting our hands on soon. That kind of goes crazy. It does go crazy. It doesn't kind of go crazy. It goes crazy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, it's perfect that the that um, Illegal Pete's happy hour starts right at 3 p.m. because that's also right when uh, Burrito Express closes. You can go get yourself like a you know a little breakfast burrito and then head over some, some cheap some prickly pear margaritas um, because you want you want to have a nice full like you know a nice full stomach when you start drinking because that's how you drink responsibly. Um, so head over to Burrito Express. Get yourself. We're getting some on Monday. I cannot wait. Uh, we might be getting some. Steak tomorrow. and salsa in the mix. Steak and salsa in the mix. <laughs> I, I spoke up. You did. And spoke, I, I was heard, yeah. and I will be eating them I, on Monday. I was kind I of wait. ignored because I was looking I for was steak too. and potato, and we didn't exactly. No steak get potato that. got there. No steak potato steak and, and egg didn't get there. Or that's what I was. Yeah, I was looking yeah. for steak and egg, and we didn't exactly get that. Yeah. So you know, I was ignored, but it is what it is. Um, but I'll just have to go to Burrito Express and get my son myself. And if you go to Burrito Express and you buy a twenty-five dollar Burrito Express gift card, you're gonna get a free burrito. So you can you could get you know use a that gift card burrito. on yourself and then get a free burrito yeah a pocket burrito <laughs> a burrito for your car cup holder um, one for maybe like the inside pocket of your suit jacket if you're a businessman or woman that's up to you uh, I'm not gonna judge you how you 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 stay strapped with that thing <laughs> and by that thing I mean burrito um, so head over to your nearby Burrito Express location today Burrito Express. Get it in you. In your pocket. In your pocket. In your cup holder. <laughs> or in your jacket. In your jacket. Oh, man. Charles in the chat. Steak and salsa goes crazy. That it does, Charles. Something else that goes crazy is the man with the stash, Shane Diefenbach. He's joining us now from DFA. Shane, a lot to get into. But just what were the vibes like at DFA? Obviously, senior night and then a massive dub tonight over Utah. Yeah, it's... Um, I, the, the first half just felt weird again. I don't know. Like when the crowd isn't like crazy into it, it feels like a scrimmage. I hate this place, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just, it doesn't feel like, I don't know if it's just cause I'm covering it and I'm here, but like the last like four or five games I've been to, it doesn't feel like a competitive basketball game until it's either close or ASU goes on a run. Like mm -hmm. it just, it feels like the, like, like a liminal space. Like you're in between worlds when you're here. It just DFA, something needs, something needs to happen. Um, but the vibes were great after the game and the vibes were awesome with about two minutes to go. Um, yeah. you know, they, they, they just turned it up and, uh, I'd say about the, I'd say the turning point was the eight minute and 32nd mark, uh, when Dez misses a three, then gets a steal on the press and then, uh, Warren gets a dunk out of that. But the press kind of that, that, then it <laughs> sunk in for Utah. Like, okay, we got to take this serious. And then the whole game script kind of changed the rest of the way. Yeah, that yeah. was one thing we hadn't really mentioned yet. I loved them running the press. I wish yeah. they did it more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sean and I were talking back here just on the broadcast. 
it felt like a really good game, right? It didn't feel like the Cal game or the Oregon State game or the Stanford game where you're like, ASU should be beating these teams handedly, right? And they didn't, obviously. Um, they beat them down the stretch in close fashion, whatever. This this is a game that it was back and forth. We know Utah is a top four team in the conference. So to get just a, a really grimy, stingy win felt nice. And part of that was because Warren Washington had himself a night. What would you see from the tall man out there? Uh, nothing special, honestly. Just He got the ball. Um, he got the ball and... He, we, somebody asked him after the game if he has that shot in his bag. You know, he hit a free throw yep. jumper. Yeah. Um, and he said, I do. I just need more confidence in that. Um, so moving forward, that'd be fun to see. But, yeah, I, he was just in the right spots the whole game. And as I tweeted, like, I, you, I, I'm surprised we don't see more of him just, you know, back to the basket going at a guy like Brandon Carlson who doesn't have the strength to compete with Warren down there. Um, I definitely thought he looked a lot better than he did on Thursday. Definitely getting over the COVID a little bit as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what would help him get more confidence is if he got the ball more. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's hard to build confidence when you don't get the opportunity to even take that shot that often. Um, it's interesting to hear him say that, though. He only had, what, nine shots tonight? Yeah. 18 points on nine shots. And he had four, he was four or six from the charity stripe. So, again, I mean, we brought it up before Shane got on here, just an efficient shooter. But imagine this is a guy taking 10, 12, even 15 shots a game. It, it would be very, very nice to have a guy, specifically a seven-footer, which we talked about getting in the offseason, right? Like ASU Ooh. and Bobby Hurley aren't really accustomed to having guys this tall. So I, do you feel like it's been a little bit of a, I don't want to say like a card game, but it's been a little bit of a work in progress for Bobby to figure out how to use a guy of this size? Because he doesn't usually have seven-footers. Yeah, I don't. I I they don't just they don't run set plays in general. So yeah. I, I I would like to see more high screen and rolls, but even then, like you know, it gets muddied up in the paint. Like we saw a lot of two three tonight where Devin's wide open at the free throw line, and obviously he's going to take that shot, and he hit it a couple times. But Warren, it just there's a, just a, he's kind of in an in between place in this offense where either they should go to him every single play, or he's just there as a roll piece, and he doesn't get the ball. And like some games like this, like in the first half, it was like eh, he's there, and then the second half, it was like guys get him the ball. And he, and he got fed a little more. I, I don't know. I, this offense is just so weird. It just doesn't yeah. make sense to, for me. Warren Washington called Bobby Hurley Jr. an offensive genius after the game, which I don't know how <laughs> that is, but he did do that. So. He called he, Bobby he, Hurley Jr. an offensive genius? Or Bobby Hurley Sr., excuse me. I don't oh, know. Like, oh. I was like, I was wait, like, what? I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was like, like hey, I, maybe I, he's I, been I, a lot of I had Des Cambers Jr. in my head. I had a lot of them. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know. It just might not necessarily be in, in Bobby's bag to, to yeah. utilize a big man like this. So that's why it's so rare that we get games like this. But it is, like I've said earlier, it is nice seeing that, you know, you do. he's capable of it. Yeah. So push comes to shove, you are going to be able, you can rely on him. Um, and that that is nice, especially if you if this team does somehow manage to make the NCAA tournament and you play a lot of different kinds of teams to have that in your bag is 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 crucial. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, let's get into aftertaste. Why don't we, Sean? I'm going to start with you. What was dunked in your mouth socket tonight? It's like a nice room temperature water, but it's like a bottle of water that was sitting on your bedside and you woke up after sleeping mm. with your window open and your throat's like super dry. And you take the water, and it's it's life saving. Like it felt like I just got it was like a sh or that or just like a shot of straight adrenaline. I was like, literally I gonna like, go a shot of adrenaline. I feel like I just I got reinvigorated tonight. Oh, man, what about you, Shane? What was dunked into your mouth socket? This is this is a like 
it's like a drink at your favorite restaurant that like gets made terrible on Thursday. And you're like, God, I hope that's not, a, I hope it's just a bad experience. And then on Saturday you watch them make it, they make it the exact same way, but it tastes better. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys know the score was the exact same yeah. as yeah. it was on Thursday. So, yep. yeah. So that's what it tastes like to me. Maybe a nice tequila soda that was done wrong on Thursday. Mm. Okay. I'm going to go similar, similar route of you got a Thursday and a Saturday, but this is, you're taking two tequila shots. The first one sucks on Thursday and you're still a little bit drunk and you carry over to Saturday, you take that second tequila shot and you're good to go. Although it takes probably more than two tequila shots. I was going to say, you're, you're to drunk, drunk for 24 it, it hours takes, off one tequila shot. Sure. Why not? You take one tequila shot, not great. You take a second one back to back, it tastes a lot better. My brain is doing exactly what Shane is physically is doing and just, just like, like thinking. Just yeah. tilted, being like, huh? Your dog? Yeah, huh? <laughs> whatever, whatever works, Toastry. Hey, man. I guess we can hang out in the Oval, or the, yeah, Oval Office. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Fuck ASU you. softball up 7-3. Let's go. ASU softball up 7-3. ASU baseball, they won yesterday. They won tonight. Is ASU hockey winning? I don't know. Let's check it out. Let's check. ASU uh, hockey. I don't, I don't know if the game has started yet. Has it? I don't know. They killed them yesterday. They won yeah, by six did. goals yesterday. Like, ASU right now in it all sports is a wagon. ASU hockey has not started yet. Look, man. Yeah, Charles in the chat. Told you drinking some powerful tequila. That is absolutely <laughs> right. Hey, we were we were very close to double tequila shots. We were a point off yet again. It's a hundred percent gonna not... happen in Vegas when we can't take shots like on the show. <sighs> oh no, we'll we'll figure out something more fun to happen in Vegas. I'm gonna. Oh, tell for sure. I'm I was, just saying. I was, he, he, after the after he talked to the media, I was gonna go up and grab him aside, but he they had brownies in their hands. They were walking out. They're all excited. I'm gonna they had grab brownies. Him they, uh, yeah, because it's senior night. Um. They, uh, I'm gonna grab him one day and tell him, like, if you see you ever have 14 points and your brother's got 15, you have you have to do everything you can, even if you guys are up 25 at some point. You, you we, have were get, to. we were getting we were getting nervous because I was afraid because Dev set us like they were inbounding it late and they ended up calling a timeout, but they were running they were setting up a play where Dev was gonna yeah. set a screen for Frankie, and I was like, this motherfucker's gonna peel out and he's gonna get the ball <laughs> and he's gonna get fouled and he's gonna hit, well, he's gonna miss the first and then and sink hit the second. the second, and then it's gonna be 15-15 and we're gonna have to take the shots. I can see it. Well, how about how, how about the last five seconds of the game when you waited until the buzzer sounded to do a windmill? Like that oh, could have yeah. been bad too. <laughs> that would have been the worst non-betting related like bad beat uh, of all time. Yeah. A double tequila um, shot bet. I don't man. know if I've said this on the show before, but by far my favorite basketball celebration now is the is the Cambridge Bros. Like the I can't really you can't see both my hands here, but Sean, can you do it for me? What do we do? He's, he's he's raising the roof over oh. here. Though. Yeah, that's my that's my by far my favorite basketball celebration after a dunk. Hey, remember when I said that ASU was up seven three? They're up eleven three. Uh, Who just? Oh, good. Hit it. Uh, I don't know. They just keep Jordan Van Hook. McKenna Harper, like they just are all just dude. Van Hook's going crazy. Van Hook is going crazy. <laughs> they're all going crazy. Jazz Rowland, like they're just kind of just they're just hitting around things you love. Just to PP see. casual guys. If you want to continue following the best Arizona State sports coverage in the Valley, why don't you become a diehard? Hmm. Okay, because look, you get a free shirt or hat every single year. You get access to premium diehard level content, not only with ASU, but with the Suns, the Cards, the Yotes, the Diamondbacks, literally everybody, and 20% off merch and events. Guys, we, we brought it up already. You get a free shirt or a hat every year, and why not take advantage of that? Because we got a new Slim Valley Reaper, Reaper t-shirt. Reaper. Reaper. It's the Warren Washington KD shirt is what it is, honestly. Mm. Guys, go to phnxlocker.com. Now make sure you get your hands 
on the best t-shirt in the valley with a player with the worst hairline in the valley. Toji, yes. did you did you say that just because, or did you see the signs tonight? There were, what signs? There, there was a sign that Warren had that had the Slim Reaper on it, and he was like, "I, I this isn't my nickname, but shout out KD." <laughs> no, oh, we I, we compared him to KD earlier because we were like, if, if he, he starts hitting these mid-range has shots, that shot in his back, <laughs> get turned into KD. Um, whether it's Warren Washington or KD, I have a feeling with KD in the Valley, people are going to be wanting to watch a little more basketball. Yeah. So if you're going to be at home watching more basketball, you might as well get yourself some comfy furniture to be sitting in if you're going to be using it all the time. And the comfiest of furniture in the Valley is, of course, from more furniture. Um, like I said, best furniture in the Valley. Um, and they have great deals. So whether you're moving into a new house or, you know, sometimes I just get bored with my apartment. I'm like, I'm going to move everything around. You did do uh, that. I did do that not too long ago. Um, maybe just, you know, wake up, look at your living room, realize it's a little boring because it's not more furniture and refresh it. Just go buy more furniture. Hit the refresh uh, button. Go buy more furniture. Ooh. At more, more furniture of merch. I, we should make some. Can we make like fan mark fan merch? Yeah. Like start like and go to like more stand, stand in the parking lots like it's a concert and, and sell it out of the back of cars. Yeah. Um, would, some person is going to be some like mom is just going to be pushing out like a recliner or something that you bought. And we're going to be like, you want a shirt? She'd be like, what the hell is I just just I buying just, the comfy. Just I'm just couch. trying to buy the comfiest recliner in the valley. I didn't need it's all this. A, it's um, just a picture of a couch with couch underneath it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. I, you won't, I can't promise you'll find merch, but you will find some great deals on furniture at morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Let's get to the Bobby Bowl. Bobby Boy! Why don't we? Because for the first time in a minute, it feels like we get a dub. It's actually not the first time in a minute, but like it's the first we have a minute so we, we got a like, real dub. A, a, a Meet Us on Mill postgame show hasn't felt like a Meet Us on Mill postgame show because the Cal, the Stanford, and the Since Oregon the first State Oregon wins. State win. They were just gross. Yeah. Right? But this Utah win is absolutely huge. And I feel like Bobby's face on this one absolutely encapsulates the dub tonight. Yeah. It was just, uh, just energy. I, I was looking at this though, and it's like it's amazing how you get every game. There's a Bobby, like there is a great Bobby <laughs> face. You, without fail, every game there's a great Bobby face. Bobby was uh, working tonight, boys. I thought yeah. he was gonna Bobby get teed up. Working, he he had a moment in the game where he was screaming, screaming, screaming about a 10 second violation, and then the ref like put his hands out like, dude. And then Bobby was like, oh yeah, yeah, like, there's yeah, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> like he just he just argues for the sake of arguing sometimes. It's so great. <laughs> He's just and so fired up. Sometimes refs shut him down. Like a ref will just not talk to him for the game. They'll be like, dude, shut up. And he goes over to the other one on the other side, like it's a uh, like it's like the mom and the dad. Like the yeah. well, mom said I couldn't, but but dad, <laughs> please. Is that a foul? No. Okay. My God. Were you that kid growing up? No, were you? Both, both my parents ignored me. Oh, I mean, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, nah, you know what you're doing. You didn't do that on purpose, don't you? No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think he did. I think that was an honest mistake. You know how you know how Madden players have have or like every video game has awareness rating? Totri's is zero. Zero. Totri is as pink as his shirt right now. Woo! That was something. <laughs> yup. Guys, um... For anybody listening for the first time, my parents are divorced and I have not seen my biological father in a long time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yep. Now they've got the brutal stretch, guys. Now they've got the brutal stretch on the road against the Wildcats, the Bruins, and then the Trojans to close things up before they head to Vegas. Shane, I already asked Sean when the show got started, but do you think this win can catapult this team? down the stretch, maybe pick up another couple crucial conference wins before they get to Vegas. Can it? Yes. 
absolutely, for sure. It just depends on how they play. Come what the, the next game is not for a while, right? Next Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, next yeah. Saturday. They got an entire week to prepare. Um, yeah, it should. It one hundred percent should. This is a this is a win over a really good team in 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 Utah, and you did it. You know, not in it not in a fluky fashion. Like you 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 had to play some really good defense down the stretch and hit some really key shots. Uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely should. Um, will it translate? We'll see. You yeah. can't say yes or no with Bobby Hurley coach teams. It's definitely a TBD. Guess we'll see what happens down the stretch, guys. But no matter what the result is, stay locked in right here, PHNX Sun Devils, because we're going to have all the latest news and updates and memes as it relates to ASU. So give us a follow if you enjoy the content at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow the man at DFA for the last time this season at Shane Deep. And you can follow Sean to pause at Sean underscore to pause. Um, without an awareness rating higher than zero as always. <laughs> we will see you guys Monday live at 2 p.m. But for now, peace.